Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. It's The Breakfast Club, Maine's Big Z. More music, better variety, always online at mainsbigz.com. 105.5 in LA, 92.7, when you're not. We continue now, this Friday the 14th. Ah, we just missed that 13th by one day. Dr. Jeanette Limoges, did I get did I get that right? Did I get that? Yes. Good, doctor? Okay, good, thank you. She's the Chief of Infectious Diseases and Chief of Infection Control at Central Maine Medical Center. And Deb Kiker is a registered nurse and employee health manager over at Central Maine Medical Center. For more information on Central Maine Medical Center, go to cmmc.org. Or you can find them and like them on Facebook. Just look for Central Maine Medical Center there. The topic today is an early flu season, which is what everybody who has to use their voice for a living loves to hear. Or anybody who has a job loves to hear. Or anybody who has kids love to hear or elderly or anything like that. The flu affects everyone on so many different levels, guys. An early flu season, what's going on? Well, several years ago, we traditionally had been having our flu hit late. Uh, February, March was not unusual. Um, There were a few years where it did come early, where we had some flu hit in about November and December. Um, Those were fairly mild years, actually, even though it came early, they were over pretty quickly. Um, Last year, I think it came late again, but this year we have had several cases early. One was imported from outside of the country, and then another one, I think, um, was possibly acquired locally. So, so far it's sporadic. Um, We don't know that there's going to be a lot more, but there may be. So... I think it would be a good time for people to start thinking about getting their flu shots if they haven't done so already. Now, we've had to survive the bird flu, the swine flu, all the other types of flus that are out there. Are there any special strains this year that people are concerned about? No, not particularly. The The strains, at least so far, that we've had on the in the cases in Maine seem to be the ones that are in the flu vaccine this year. They're a very good match. So it looks as if um, we are going to hopefully have good coverage this year. When does the flu vaccine start to get produced? When does that whole thing start? Is that like an over the summer thing or how does that work? Generally, they, they start usually about spring. Is it spring. Yeah. They look to see what was in the last flu that perhaps they missed. For the last couple of years, there have been two. Um, you could do a trivalent, which means they were looking at inoculating against three types. Um, They've also had a quadrivalent available, which is four strains, usually two A's, two B's. They looked back at last year's flu season when they began to produce this year's, and they do believe, as Dr. Limoges said, they have a very good match for this year. So this year is a quadrivalent um, vaccine that we're giving, two A, two B strains, and and it, and it is a very good match. You know, that's really, really interesting knowledge right there. And in fact, I might hit you up about that when we come in for the next segment. But I, I didn't know what went into what went into making the flu vaccine or what what happened. Like, I didn't realize they'd take, you know, strains from last year and then compare it and then see how it matched up and then move it in the next year. I just thought there was some random flu vaccine. Like, oh, go to the closet, get the flu vaccine. I didn't realize there was some new... 
I didn't realize this was a new thing that, that happens each and every year. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that on the way. Dr. Janae Limoges is in. She's the Chief of Infectious Disease and Chief of Infection Control at Central Maine Medical Center. Deb Kiker is a registered nurse and employee health manager at Central Maine Medical Center. It's the Central Maine Medical Center hour for a Friday, October 14th. You are listening to Maine's Big Z, 105.5 in LA, 92.7 when you're not, always online and on demand at mainsbigz.com. Welcome back. It is The Breakfast Club for a Friday. Friday the 14th. There's no movies about that. I mean, there might be, but I don't, I don't think it's that scary if it is. Dr. Janae Limoges is in, Chief of Infectious Diseases and Chief of Infection Control at Central Maine Medical Center. It is the Central Maine Medical Center hour for a Friday. Deb Kiker is a registered nurse and employee health manager. And we are talking about the early flu season. Um, you know, we talked a little bit in the last segment about how uh, the flu vaccine is engineered each year based off of stuff that happens from the previous year. What happens when it's off? Like, what causes that? Well, how they choose the flu vaccine is, is based upon what strains were circulating the previous year. They look also to see what strains are circulating um, in general in Asia. There's, um, there's a lot of complicated science that goes behind it about how um, the strains will mix between different animals and people and they, you know, they change between the H's and the N's. But um, as these strains are moving across through Asia and moving into the Western world, sometimes um, they will change slightly. And there's a thing called anagenic drift and anagenic shift. So if, if the H3N2 that they predicted is going to be present um, changes just a little bit to where it looks more like um, a previous year, uh, maybe in a different country. So it's kind of like your sister as opposed to exactly you, but it's still an H3N2. That would be an anagenic drift. And then other times as it's coming across to the Western world, um, a, a major change occurs and it's no longer an H3N2. It might be an H3N1 or some other such change. Now it's no longer your sibling. Now it's more like a complete stranger. So that's where the vaccine, you know, totally has no coverage for that particular strain whatsoever. Um, that was similar to what we had years ago when the um, H5N1 first came out. And they then had to scramble and make a completely new vaccine to cover that one. Um, that has been still circulating since that year. I, I can't recall exactly what year that was, but that one's been in the flu vaccine every year since then, since it has still been circulating. So, so that's why, you know, they do make their best um, assumptions of which strains are going to be circulating, but, but sometimes, uh, you know, the flu fools us and it changes before it gets here and we've put something different in the vaccine. Can you tell me what the flu isn't? Everybody knows what it is typically, but can you tell me what it isn't so that folks that think that they've got something going on don't immediately go on Facebook and say, oh, now I've got the flu and then go in and, and go see you guys. The flu isn't nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, dare I say it. Um, and you know, when we, and it, we typically see a spike around Thanksgiving and think about that. We've been in other people's homes. We've been around family that we don't typically see. So we import other things and then we come home, we get sick. We see it in schools. You'll see a huge absence rate in schools after the Thanksgiving holiday because they brought the flu home. That isn't the flu. That's a virus. It's an intestinal virus. It has nothing to do with the flu. 
but you yeah. can tell us, I bet, what the flu is. Tell, tell, Nana, uh, tell Nana who's making the turkey to wash her hands. Right. And typically that probably won't It's happen. all about hand washing. It's all about, all about hand washing. That's right. Yes, and, and on rare occasions, some people with the flu can get a little bit of nausea and vomiting. It's more common in children. But again, it's not the, the quote-unquote stomach flu that most people talk about. So true influenza is, is generally high fevers, um, severe body aches, muscle aches, profuse runny nose. People are extremely um, exhausted, extremely tired. This really knocks you down for five to seven days, quite quite ill. This is much more than your common cold. Um, and again, GI symptoms are really, really very minimal for most patients with the flu. We are talking with Dr. Jeanne Limoges, Chief of Infectious Diseases and Chief of Infection Control at Central Maine Medical Center, and Deb Kiker, Registered Nurse and Employee Health Manager at Central Maine Medical Center. And oh, wait, it's Friday. And oh, yeah, oh, you guessed that too. It's the Central Maine Medical Center hour for Friday, October 14th. We'll have one more segment with Dr. Janae Lamoche and Deb Kiker. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Maine's Big Z, always online at mainsbigz.com. Having people in Subarus with loud mufflers drive by since 2014. Breakfast Club, Maine's Big Z, more music, better variety, always online, mainsbigz.com. It's the Central Maine Medical Center hour for a Friday. We'll be talking about events in the next segment. Dr. Janae Lamoge is in chief of infectious diseases and chief of infection control and deb kiker registered nurse and employee health manager they're talking about the early flu season for more information go to cmmc.org uh folks can make appointments to uh where's the where's the first place they should probably go to get their shot like where should they start getting that done like immediately Yes, so they can get them from their uh, physician's office. They can get them, most of the local pharmacies have flu vaccines. Uh, the CMMC pharmacy has flu vaccines. There are just plenty of places they can go to get flu shots. And really, they're recommended for everyone, not just the elderly, not just children. In fact, it's, it's almost more important that the healthy people in the middle uh, of that spectrum get their flu shots because... Uh, you know, sometimes it's the children and the elderly who do not respond as well to the flu vaccine or patients with immunosuppression who don't respond as well. So if we had more of our young, healthy people getting flu vaccines, we would have much less influenza in the community, and that would be protective to the patients who either don't respond as well or to the people who cannot take the flu vaccine because of medical indications. So I would say that, that everyone should uh, get the flu vaccine. It would be the best protection for everyone around us. My daughter is actually going to get hers in a couple of days, and she was all like wound up about it yesterday. She's like, I'm going to get my flu shot next Monday. Ah, hate that thing. I'm like, why? She goes, well, it's it's a shot. I'm like, okay, but it keeps you from getting super sick. She goes, yeah, but it's a shot, you know? Like, <laughs> Now, she did not say one of the favorite things I've heard from people. You know, I like to call it the, I, I don't know if we're allowed to call it old wives' tales anymore, but you, you probably could. Um, maybe the old maid tale, I don't know, but then that confused the card game. But when I get the flu shot, I immediately get the flu after. Is that really a thing? Is that can we dispel that myth now? That doesn't really happen, does it? No, no. Um, the The flu vaccine is is killed. There, there's no live virus in it. You cannot get influenza from the flu vaccine. What you can get is the immune response to the vaccine, which may then actually make you feel a little quote unquote fluish. Um, your, your body is going to produce interferon the same as it would if you got influenza and the interferon is what actually gives you the flu-like feeling. 
So, um, you know, if you get that after getting your flu shot, that's probably actually a good sign that you're responding quite well immunologically and you're getting the response you should. But you are not getting the flu and no one has ever gotten the flu from the flu vaccine. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. I'm really, that is a really important piece of this. Deb, uh, tips for folks. I mean, wash hands all the time. Wash hands. Don't touch freaking door handles. I can't (laughs) stress this enough. I don't want to take this segment over because you're going to have way more professional stuff to say about this. You know, actually, I don't because my my staff would be appalled if I... I just, you know, we think about kids and how they lick everything. And so that's my daily mantra. Wash your hands. Eat well, sleep well, be rested. Don't lick anybody. If it's not yours, don't touch it. Right. That's how, don't and pick stay, it up off the ground. And stay well. Don't get your flu shot. Stay well. It, here's the thing: when you are going into a public bathroom, and I can't stress this enough for people, before you go in, when you're about ready to leave, keep an eye on how you're going to get out of this bathroom without touching anything. Because you know what I see all the time? It, it just blows me away. And I don't see it because I don't see it, but I, I see it when you're in one of those big public bathrooms. Uh-huh. People wash their hands. Oh, we're all good. They do the thing. It's all scrubbed up. I'm actually doing the, the hand thing right now. And then they touch the freaking door handle right after they've washed their hands. I'm like, do you know how many people walk out of here without even stopping for the cursory, like, turn the water on and rinse it over your hands so they look like they've done something? Like, you have just undone all of the work that, you're cur- that you just did. You've, you've undone it. You've killed it. So do what they taught us in nursing school. Hang on to that towel, use it, and throw it away outside. And if it's one of those situations where all they've got is a blow dryer, you've got a couple of options here. One, make sure you scout it out beforehand. Grab a thing of toilet paper so you can open it up before you leave. Two, if for some reason you can can get your leg up high enough and you can get the thing moved, (laughs) do that. Or three... Hope for a second that somebody else just opens the door from the outside and then you can slide right out. Okay. There, there are all sorts of options there for that. But for the love of God, after you've put all that, imp- all that work in, don't touch the dirty stuff that you're trying to yes. avoid. Yes. <sighs> Thank you. Okay, good. I say this. I, I never used to care about any of this stuff. But when, we start, when I started in radio, you know, the first thing that I lose as soon as I get sick is my voice. Yes. Well, that's a problem. You know, yes. you kind of need that to talk. I assume, you know, Dr. Lamoge, you probably need that. Yes. Deb, you probably need that too. But uh, it's just one of those things. So I'm like insane about it now. Like, it's, pro- it's all about staying well. Right. Yes. That's really what it is. Okay. It's the Central May Medical Center hour for a Friday. We've gone over how to avoid the flu. And um, by the way, if you do get the flu, what's the first thing you need to do? Well, you need to, I mean, usually the best recommendation is stay hydrated, uh, get some rest at home. Um, we often don't actually want people coming to an emergency room unless they're extremely unwell. Um, it's better to probably call your doctor's office, ask them about any um, concerning symptoms and if they are uh, symptoms that they need to be seen in the office for, because most of the time we really uh, don't want people in the office unless they really need to be there because they can expose everyone else. Um, We have pretty standard uh, precautions that we take during flu season with offering masks to anyone in the office who comes in with flu-like symptoms and trying to triage them quickly and get them into exam rooms so that they're not sitting in the waiting area. Dr. Jeanne Limoges, Chief of Infectious Diseases and Chief of Infection Control Central Maine Medical Center. Deb Kiker is Registered Nurse and Employee Health Manager at Central Maine Medical Center and we're talking about the early flu season. Get your shot, wash your hands, don't touch things, and don't lick anything. 
That, that's pretty much what we've got from today, right? Okay. Thanks. So. It was great to meet both of you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We'll have more on the way. It's the Central Bay Medical Center hour for a Friday, Maine's Big Z. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.